Joe Brenner, talking from, again, Toledo, Ohio, back in medical school. We have a big week of exams coming up, and the weather has changed from nice and sunny to rainy to help us stay inside and study. So that's been helpful. There's also football back on TV, which has made it not as easy to study. <clears throat> and But there has been a lot more injuries now, so to get off to it, it's pretty much exclusively NFL injuries today, and there are a lot. It's a bummer to see them happen in the preseason, but that's what we talk about here. Start things off, the most high-profile injury of the preseason thus far is Zach Wilson, the quarterback for the New York football Jets. He was running in the preseason game the other day, and he tried, and it was a non-contact injury to his right knee, which he sustained a PCL injury to last year and that's usually from like stomping so a lot of force it tries to prevent your quad from like uh, your femur from sliding forward over your the tibia that bone in the lower part of your leg it prevents that and he injured that last year there's not really much you do with that and he injured the same knee he was planting though he was pushing from his right knee pushing left so he's trying to juke left and something he it buckles a little bit the early reports are it is not an acl injury even though that's what the video kind of pointed to just from watching the video and it will most likely be a bone bruise is what they said and a meniscal tear right now he's getting an mri right now so we could see more developments later but the they said Initially, they didn't think the meniscus would be that bad. It's more of a bone bruise. I had something similar, actually, in high school basketball. I jumped and landed funny, and I had my knee buckle a little bit, actually forward, so that, you know, the wrong way. The knee's not supposed to go. And the impact, they thought it was an ACL injury right away, but the impact of my femur on my tibia caused some issues, uh, just damaged it kind of compressed some of the soft tissue in there and the bone itself so that was about a really stiff three weeks of instability and stiffness and then uh, just kind of loosening that back up was the hardest part obviously he'll he will have better equipment and training but I think the first thing is just going to be after the meniscus surgery is just going to be time because the meniscus you can come back from depending on the length, the severity of the meniscal injury. And we really don't want to see it in the back of the knee or medially, which would be where it could compromise the ACL. So to prevent further injuries, we'd want it to be like anterior and which is forward on the knee and then to the outside, but he should be out for two to four weeks and there were reports that Joe Flacco is outplaying him anyway. So I think that Zach Wilson will be this number one guy when he comes back. But it sounds like Joe Flacco will get an, another opportunity. Also, for the Jets, unfortunately, they had their right tackle, Mackie Becton, 
come out. He was a former first round pick and he in a non-contact injury as well during practice, he chip fractured his right kneecap. And that is very uncommon to be a a non-contact injury. So he's going to be out for the season. What most likely happened is he had banged it earlier, whether that was he had compromised it earlier in you know the day, the week, or over the summer. It was probably most likely already injured. And then when he planted his leg and tensed those quad muscles, that tension probably chipped, pulled a little chip off. So it wasn't, it was probably already compromised because the kneecap injuries don't typically happen in non-contact. Those, you could have like ligamental damage, but not typically the actual bone itself. Those are usually compression fractures. So he, it was probably already damaged and then the tension pulled some of the bone away, creating this chip and he'll have to have surgery and be out for the season as well. So before the end of their first preseason game, the uh, newly, the new version of the New York Jets offense doesn't have their right tackle or their quarterback. So the Jets who have been spiraling forever are not looking like they're going to start this season very hot. Another injury from an offensive lineman is Zach Harris, the Cleveland Browns center in the second play of their preseason game against the Jaguars. He had a similar injury video to Zach Wilson. He's in a pass set drop and before he engages his opponent, he his knee catches a little bit and it's it did you know he looks like he's you know his leg is externally rotated so his toes are pointing out and he's kind of pushing himself backwards in that uh drop set and the knee kind of buckles in a little bit and it he is out for the season most likely so i am guessing that that will be an acl i don't know what other knee season ending knee injury would happen on a non-contact in that way i mean zach wilson could be the same thing most likely not for him though so we're expecting a an acl for zach harris and he's most likely out for the remainder of the year and then another center is going to be jason kelsey the brother of travis kelsey and the center for the philadelphia eagles philadelphia and he just had a routine elbow cleanout. Uh, he should be back for week one. I think that he probably just had some arthritis in there and they just wanted to go clean things up. He's had a long career and he just had that minor operation. So it's not significant. And the cause was, like I said, my, most likely arthritis and he'll be back. Matt Stafford just had a steroid injection into his throwing arm that we talked about the other day. And that's, again, from probably inflammation and maybe some catching of one of the ligaments around the elbow. So he had a steroid injection, which just decreases the inflammation and pain in that area. So that could be something to keep an eye on, especially if he has to have more throughout the season. He doesn't necessarily need to rush things right now he's been doing like throwing on his own and I don't know why and like I said last time the 
the load should go down once he gets into his season. So he, he shouldn't have to throw as many balls a day. It's more usually mental work at that point. And if he can just strap it up for Sundays, he should be good to go. They do throw the ball a lot in that system. But a couple throws a game are, you know, maybe 40, 50 throws a game. He should be able to handle that. Uh, they just have to begin managing, I guess, his pregame and postgame a little bit more tightly. He might not be able to feel as warmed up and do what he normally did, just make those alterations to be able to throw the ball on Sundays. <clears throat> and then lastly is Avery Davis, who is a Notre Dame receiver. He actually was the quarterback that they took in my class. So he graduated high school in 17, same as me. And he's going into his sixth year at Notre Dame after having the football red shirt and injury red shirt and the COVID year. Or no, he didn't have the injury red shirt, but he has had injuries before. I think he made it too far into each of the seasons. So he had his, he tore his right ACL um, in camp this year and he tore his left ACL last November. He seems like a great guy for the team. He has been a leader and a vocal voice, you know, presence on that team. Every year they talk about him on NBC a lot. He started off at quarterback, like I said, then he moved to running back and then corner back on defense, defensive back. And now he is playing receiver and he's found ways to contribute. And he's never been a star in any of those positions, but he's contributed. And we'll be without him this coming season. So that's a bummer for him, especially in his sixth year coming back for more. And it's just heartbreaking to have that happen. So that will wrap things up for our high-profile NFL injuries. And now we'll get to our injured and recovered. Injured, we have Deshaun Watson. He was one for five in his debut against the Jaguars and didn't put up any points in his few possessions. He also got quite some mean chants at him by the Jaguars fans, so I'm proud of them for that. And uh, I guess we'll see if he can turn things around. I'm sure that they'll be fine once they get things going, but they just lost their center, and their receiving core doesn't look that great. They still have the one-two punch, actually three if you add to Ernest uh, Johnson and then Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Their running game is great, but you know, Amari Cooper goes down. That offense could go back to potentially what it was with Baker Mayfield very quickly. Uh, they'll just be having DPJ out there making plays, which I like him, but he is uh, their receiving core isn't what it was with Jarvis and OBJ. Recovered is Joe Flacco, as we mentioned. He's potentially going to get a shot to take on his former team, the Baltimore Ravens. Week one, leading the Jets now. That might not be the way the team you want to come back to against your team with, the New York Jets, but they had a great draft. They've reloaded, and they have a good coach that has seemed to instill some uh, new philosophy there. So that could be exciting for Joe Flacco. Injured is cable sports. I'm in Toledo, as I've mentioned, and I could not find the Browns and Jaguars on TV, the Cleveland Browns in Toledo. So that was really frustrating. Uh, they, they were eventually on NFL Network at 3 a.m., but I did not want to wake 
up at 3 a.m. to watch them uh, start off with the Brownies. Probably would have been worth it to wake up and watch the first 15 minutes, but check the box score and the highlights, and we made it through it, and we talked about the game quite a bit. But that is, you know, why our cable is, should be around only four sports at this point, and it's still impossible to find it. So the NFL needs to figure that out for me. Recovered. Joe Burrow, he is back in pads after his appendectomy, and it seems like he might not even miss a week. He is he had you know the appendix removed early on in camp, and now he's back. So Joe Cool, just nothing can keep him down, and now he has one last thing that could potentially keep him down with his appendix because that can't happen again. Injured Fernando Tatis Jr. received an 80-game suspension after he claimed he was given steroids for a ringworm infection and he failed his drug test and he got an 80 game suspension so that seems like a lot maybe he'll be able to appeal it but uh, I think that was a poor excuse if that was not the case recovered Baker Mayfield is in Carolina he's looking good in blue and he'll most likely be the starter versus the Browns week one so similar to Joe Flacco all these old AFC North quarterbacks are coming back and trying to take their revenge I don't think either team will be able – either quarterback will be able to oust their old team. But he looks good. It's fun to see him back out there. And I think that they could be potentially some fun in that division. That whole division outside of the Buccaneers is up in the air right now. The Saints have been consistent, but they don't have their quarterback – or they don't have their coach, and Jameis is – uh, infamously inconsistent at quarterback, and the uh, Falcons are the Falcons. So Baker could have a fun year, and when he's upset, he has potentially had his better year. Well, he's always upset, but he's had some good years, especially when he's got that chip on his shoulder. If he's healthy, maybe he can do something in Carolina. Injured Brady. Tom Brady's taking personal time right now. Uh, he didn't really get into it, but he will – the. Bucks will be without him until about the last week of camp, which if anybody's going to be prepared physically and mentally, it's going to be Tom Brady. But getting used to them, getting used to him might be a little bit of a longer term, especially he does not, he is so involved with the calling of the offense and the implementation of a lot of it. It will be interesting to see if that slows them down at all to start off the season. And then finally recovered. As we mentioned, COVID, Uh, Kyler Murray, who's now out with wrist soreness after signing his big payday. He had COVID uh, a couple weeks ago. And now to keep COVID alive, Kirk Cousins has just had been er, uh, tested positive for COVID for the third time. So he, uh, he was infamously against being vaccinated and has also been trying to set the record for how many times you can test positive. He's doing a great job. So Kirk Cousins is out, and that will wrap things up with the week. Can't wait as we get closer to real football. Hopefully we don't have any more major injuries along the way, but we'll be right here to talk about them. See you then.